This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work. If you're a business owner or executive level leader looking to advance God's kingdom at work, sign up for one of their 2019 workshops at www.kingdomatwork.com slash events. Kingdomatwork.com slash events. Hey, welcome to I Work Rams this afternoon as we are going to tell you about an outstanding event that is going to change the world coming up here in March of 2019. But before we do that, Martha, tell people how they can get involved with us here. As we come to the end of November, beginning of December, there's an opportunity for people to come alongside of us and be a gift. There is, Jim. So for the whole rest of the um, year, 2018, we have a little um, thing we're calling Be the Gift. And one of the things that we realize is that our time, our energy, our finances, all of our life can be a gift to others if we are more intentional. And so really just encouraging our listeners, be a gift in your workplace, be a gift in your home. Um, Not just give a gift, but be who God has intended you to be. And then to be a gift to I Work For Him, come alongside of us, um, join the movement, uh, read our website, subscribe, whatever that may mean for you to get involved go to iworkforhim.com. And yes, it is the end of the year. Yes, people are making year-end donations, decisions about how to end their year fiscally, and they can join us in that as well. And those options are on our donate page. I would love to have you come alongside of us. We can spread the message that I work for him into the hearts and minds of Christ followers across the nation. Just need your help. Go to iworkforhim.com, click on the donate tab. And as you're listening to the show all over Tampa Bay and all across the first coast of Jacksonville, St. Augustine, and Folkestone, Georgia, we're just grateful that you tune in today. And just know that we've prayed for you. We've prayed that for all of us that the show is really driven by God's Spirit, that the words that we say, the questions that Martha and I ask, and that our guests answer all come from the heart of our Heavenly Father. You know, yesterday we talked about the ten pillars of, a na- of our nation and how they've been taken over by the enemy through, strate- through a strategically planned hundred-year process of reshaping our nation in the enemy fashion today we're going to talk about how you can get involved in being a culture shaper help us turn around our nation help help us to bring about reformation not by pounding people over the head with the proverbial jesus two by four but with kingdom excellence and biblical truth made possible in our lives because of jesus who's the christ it's possible to bring reformation is it possible in our country to bring reformation yes i believe that if all of us are willing as Christ followers to set aside the short-term goal of the American dream and realize the kingdom calling is a much greater and significantly more important calling than having a bigger house and driving a faster car. And we need to realize the eternal consequences of living in this great country and that so many people are desperate for hope and desperate for real life and desperate for truth. And you and me, we know that truth and we can introduce them. To him each and every day in our workplaces. Oz Hillman is a longtime friend of the show and a mentor to me. He's hosting along with the World Changer Network. He and Pamela Hillman, his wife, are hosting along with the World Changer Network the Culture Shapers Summit coming up in Washington, D.C. this next March, the 28th through the 31st. He's here to tell us all about it. Oz Hillman, welcome back to I Work for Him. Jim, always good to be with you. It's exciting what's coming up. It is exciting. You know, you, you're one of the forefathers, as I like to say, of the faith and work movement today. You've literally battled for almost 25 years to gain the traction we're now seeing today in the faith and work movement, opening up people's minds to the idea that their workplace really does matter to God, that their work matters to God. But we're also seeing something unusual today. In my opinion, we're seeing collaboration within ministries that a few years back we never even imagined. What do you think God's up to? 
You know, Jim, I, I think that uh, uh, for years we saw how difficult it was for organizations to work together. But I think what we're realizing is that uh, that it's very difficult to cause change to happen just alone in our individual organizations. It's going to take a collaboration. And, of course, that goes back to what Jesus said in John 17, uh, 21 to 23, where he said, I pray that they would all be one that they might believe in me. And it's an interesting statement that he makes. It's almost like a turning the computer on, and when you turn it on, this is going to happen. And so I think we're seeing the fruit of that now, that uh, organizations, ministries, nonprofits, uh, they're not worried about their donors as much as worrying about having a lasting impact on the culture. And we're all aware that the culture is moving further and further away from some of the foundations that have made our nation great. Mm, I love that. So you already said some of the key words of the event that we're going to be talking about today. So I'm, where did the actual idea of having this uh, International Culture Shapers Summit come from? Well, quite frankly, uh, to be real honest, I thought uh, I'm 66 years old now, and I thought I was kind of phasing out. And then, uh, uh, about a year and a half ago, I met uh, James and Anna Kramer out of Bend, Oregon. They had an organization they started called World Changer Network that was really focused on the seven cultural mountains. And they are a next-generation couple that uh, I heard their passion, I heard their vision, and I kind of thought that message was dying. And then uh, they just put a spark in me that, uh, I saw something different, and I just felt motivated, even though I hadn't done an international conference on this topic in uh, almost nine years now. I felt that it was time to do something, and that uh, with where the nation was today, it was time to bring the leaders together to understand, okay, where are we in our country right now? How serious is the situation? And then what would happen if we would bring major leaders like Steve Green of Hobby Lobby and uh, Arts and Entertainment, Roma Downey, and, uh, you know, uh, on the Family Mountain, Tony Perkins and uh, Dr. A.R. Bernard, uh, the Church Mountain. I mean, we've got over 50 speakers coming to this, and really we want to understand where are we, what can we do together and uh, let's connect one another to those people that they need to meet. And so those are the three reasons that we're forming this organ or this event in March of uh, 2019. Well, let's talk about those details because it is in Washington, D.C., March the 28th through the 31st of 2019. People can check it out online, cultureshaperssummit.com, cultureshaperssummit.com. Martha, we'll also have that, uh, that link on Facebook today, mm-hmm. right, as well. Yeah. And I just encourage you, our listeners, you know, uh, and we talk about it on the air all the time. Each one of you has a specific calling on your life. You've been given a specific gifting. And in that gifting, you've got the ability to impact the culture around you. And some of you listening have been called to impact the culture in a huge way in the part, in your mountain of influence, as they call it. And they break up those mountains into things like education and government and arts and entertainment and media and and all those kinds of things, the, the church, family. You may be an influencer. God has called you to be an influencer, and we all need to rise up and realize that we can influence our culture. Oz, when you look at 
March 28th through the 31st next spring. As you, I mean, it, it seems like a long way off, but you know, it's really just four months away. What are you hoping to accomplish? What are you hoping that people will walk away from that weekend with? Well, we hope that this is going to be the spark of a movement uh, where we formed, you know, one of the great stories of history is William Wilberforce. And he uh, collaborated with 18 other individuals that came to be known as the Clapham Group. Uh, Clapham was the city that they lived, and they were in a small community together. But they were made up of people from the seven cultural spheres. And uh, some were artisans, some were in politics, some were in business. And uh, they came together. And, of course, the biggest thing they were known for was the abolishment of slavery. But they had uh, something like 69 world-changing initiatives that came out of their collaboration. And so our hope is that out of this summit, we will begin to formulate these Clapham-type groups within each sphere that can begin to walk together, collaborate, use their time, talent, and treasure to take on some uh, big elephants in the room, if you will, that are affecting our culture. You know the the liberal uh, groups out there that are anti-God, they have a strategy, and their strategy is to remove God from our culture. And if we as believers don't become salt and light in an effective way in the areas that most define the culture, like media, who could have ever imagined we would be dealing with the kind of media that we are dealing with today 10 years ago? Um, It's just unheard of on some of the areas that the culture is completely moving far, far away from God. CultureShapersSummit.com. CultureShapersSummit.com. That's right, Jim. And, you know, we are very excited to um, be a part of this and to also let our listeners know about it um, and really want to encourage people to check out the website, learn what this event is really about. If they have more questions after they listen to today's show, um, definitely they can go out there and register. But it is in partnership with the Museum of the Bible, the World Changer Network. We, um, You are getting to emcee the event. Right. So this should be a lot of fun. And I believe it should be cherry blossom season. So. It, it should be. And we've got Oz <laughs> Hillman on the line. He and his wife, Pamela, along with James and Anna Kramer, are all really the founding members of this Culture Shaper Summit. And Oz Hillman runs several organizations, but Marketplace Leaders and the Change Agent Network. Oz, which other ones do you want to talk about? You got. I told somebody else, a new listener, uh, just the other day about today. God is first. Your your daily devotional, which is so phenomenal, which changed my life. Which website you want me to uh, tell people about for you today? Well, I think todaygodisfirst.com is where people can really get cur- encouragement for themselves every day, and uh, they'll learn so much about what it means to bring Christ into their work life every day, and to learn to uh, overcome, you know, and, you know, it's tough out there. Many people are going through major adversities in their life, and they need that encouragement, and that's what the devotional does for everyone. Mm, so sure fantastic. Does. All right, we're talking about the Culture Shapers Summit today, coming up in March of 2019, the 28th through the 31st. Check it out online, cultureshaperssummit.com. Oz, you mentioned in the last segment that this is all about Christ followers recognizing the call in their lives to bring about cultural reformation in one of their seven in one of the seven mountains of cultural influence what is that seven mountains thing all about 
Well, it really goes back to 1975 when Bill Bright and Lauren Cunningham met each other. And Bill Bright was with Campus Crusade for Christ, and Lauren Cunningham was with uh, Youth with a Mission, YWAM. And uh, they were meeting each other for the very first time. And just so happened that week, God spoke to them individually, and that's, that was their testimony. And he said to them, if you're going to influence culture, then it's got to be through these seven areas, because these seven areas most impact people's values and their beliefs, and those were, you know, business and government, arts and entertainment, family, the media, uh, the church, and these areas do define what people believe so many times. And so uh, they began a process for raising up young people in these areas, but unfortunately, I don't think they were that successful because their the audience that they were working with were young people, and uh, of course we had not had the faith at work movement uh, kind of revival that took place in the mid nineties, and so I believe that it had to come through the other six spheres rather than the church to be effective. And so we, I think that in two thousand, where I first learned about this message, uh, we began to see some traction. And now we're seeing more and more organizations realizing that this is a great strategy uh, to raise up young people now to go into these areas and also serve the people that are operating in these areas. And so we're bringing the top leaders that are uh, actually doing things in that, people like Roma Downey and uh, Steve Green with Hobby Lobby and Business and Lance Wall now, who's been a leader, and he actually learned from it, uh, the first time from Lance in 2000, and Hugh Hewitt, a syndicated conservative media uh, talk show host, and, and we've got over 50 leaders who will be presenting at this event. Okay, so there's a lot of people listening today that they don't run companies, they don't, um, they don't own their own company, they're maybe in the middle of an organization, they may be towards the bottom end of the organizational chart. Can they still be cultural influencers? Can they still benefit from going to the Culture Shapers Summit? Well, I think so. I think it can birth visions in people. I think that, you know, we're all culture shapers at, at no matter what level. I think of the uh, servant girl who uh, worked for, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 the administration of uh, in the Israel um, in the old times, who told her employers about how to uh, help Naaman, the general who got leprosy. Well, is she a culture shaper? Absolutely, she absolutely. Her stock went way up after that. After that man got healed, because she recommended that he see Elijah, who was able to bring healing to him. So, no matter where you are in your life, you can be a culture shaper. And, uh, you know, these types of events can be really great places to meet people, to catch a vision for something God may want you to do, and the role he plays for you at this time in history. Well, most definitely, because, you know, you think about, you know, we um, are very careful, and I work for him, to talk about the fact that it's work, whether that is in business and education, no matter, you know, whatever area of work someone is in. And why don't you just take a moment and speak to our listeners about how they even today can make an impact on their um, the culture around them? Well, you know, uh, one of the 
major verses that we all talk about is Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, do unto the Lord. It's the Lord Christ you are serving, and therein is your inheritance. That verse says a great deal about the value of work. When we think about Jesus spending 30 years, uh, uh, you know, as a child growing up with his father's carpentry business, and I've often thought that that's crazy that God would allow his only son, who's coming to be Savior of the world, to spend 30 years of preparation in the workplace before he does this three years of public ministry. And that that shows you the value that God places on work and how that each of us should understand the spiritual nature uh, that is in our work. You know, Oz, you just brought up one of those points that becomes a huge soapbox moment for me because you just mentioned, okay, Jesus spent 30 years in the marketplace before he spent three and a half years as an itinerant preacher. And once Christ followers realize, because most people have never heard a sermon about Jesus's working years, you know, most most people have never heard about Jesus's reputation in the marketplace and, and why that was so key when he became an itinerant preacher and when he revealed himself as the son of God. But when Christ followers start to realize that their Savior was a worker, he was a business guy, he was out there, and he was influential in the marketplace, when they realize that, then all of a sudden their calling to their specific job, no matter what that may be, becomes more significant, doesn't it? Well, it does. And, you know, just imagine what it would be like to have a table that was uh, made by Jesus. (laughs) You think it was a good table? You know, years ago, you know, the movement was all about evangelism, and uh, people, you know, white-collar executives were getting saved, and that's when CBMC and Full Gospel Businessmen came along, and it was all about sharing Christ with someone. But that was also a time where people would say, you know, I'll never do business with a Christian. And that was because at that time, they were not learning how to sell cars from a biblical basis or how to do lawyering from a biblical basis, or how to manufacture from a biblical basis. And so we had the birth of many workplace ministries in the mid-90s and early 2000s. And so today we have hundreds of ministries. We even have a a ministry that was birthed to serve pastors uh, to help them understand how to preach these messages and how to teach the theology of work. Uh, you know, work is mentioned over 800 times in the Bible, more than any word like worship or prayer. You know, it's just amazing that it's it's one of those things that's often overlooked uh, in church leadership. Oz, I know you're excited about the Culture Shaper Summit coming up that you and Pamela and James and Anna Kramer from the World Changer Network have organized. CultureShaperSummit.com, CultureShaperSummit.com. We've got Oz Hillman on the line. He's telling us a little bit about it. When you look at the event that Thursday through Sunday of two thousand of March of 2018, March 28th through the 31st, what is it? What, what made you most excited about the event? I think it's exciting to bring that level of leader uh, into room together with other leaders. So we expect to see leaders in all of these seven areas come together and cross-pollinate and have visions and understandings of what could be done if we collaborate. And one of the things we'll be introducing there is a new technology that will allow us to connect each other and mobilize and 
uh, fund projects for people who have a vision. They have a project, but they don't know how to get it done. This technology is going to allow us to connect the right people around projects. And that will be a fun rollout, the World Changer Network. Very exciting about the things that are coming up here at the, the CultureShaperSummit.com. We'd love for you to check it out March the 28th through the 31st of 2019 in Washington, D.C., in collaboration with the Museum of the Bible, in collaboration with so many ministries that will be there that are participating. And, of course, I work for him. all about it. We're going to do some many shows leading up to it. And Martha and I get to be an MC of the event. We're so excited about it. Please check it out online, cultureshaperssummit.com, cultureshaperssummit.com. That's March the 28th through the 31st. Boy, would we love for you to join Martha and I as we celebrate with hundreds and hundreds of others from around the country. But how do we bring about reformation in the pillars of our nation, in the mountains of influence of our nation? And we've got Oz Hillman on the line with us today. Oz Hillman is one of the founding fathers of the marketplace faith and work movement oz hillman welcome back to i work for him jim so good to be with you and uh it's it's exciting about this summit that we're doing and uh so glad to speak with a a very special leader today as well well why don't you introduce our our next guest yeah it's great to have steve green who's uh president of hobby lobby be with us and steve is actually going to be our keynote speaker on the business mountain, uh, and this focuses on the seven cultural spheres or mountains. A lot of people call them different things, but uh, he has really been a catalyst in the area of what it means to uh, bring the kingdom of God in business and to use the the business to really impact the kingdom. And of course, we all know about the the thing they went through a few years ago inviting the Obamacare requirement to provide certain types of drugs that could lead to abortion and that, you know, they fought them and won that case. And so they they not only are, are doing it, uh, but they model it. And uh, so it's great to have Steve with us today. Hey, Steve, you've been... Yeah, we're so glad to have you here, Steve. You know, you've become a leading voice in the faith and work movement because of your position of leadership at Hobby Lobby. Did you ever imagine that your dad's living legacy, which was started as a picture framing business in your own garage as a kid, did you ever imagine that would be some of the unifying glue that is needed today to bring the body of Christ together with a singular focus on bringing about reformation in our country? Did you ever imagine it? Well, you know, that still sounds kind of strange. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I graduated high school, went into work in the business, and uh, there were times that we were just struggling to survive, and at times didn't know if we would survive, but um, got obviously blessed. And uh, but, but the focus was just building uh, a company and being as successful as we could be. And, and as we grew, we saw ministry side develop, and we saw how the guy was able to use success he blessed us with to, to have an impact uh, in our culture, and, and it has been an exciting ride, but uh, to, to be where we are is, um, uh, would not have imagined being there uh, just even a few years back. <laughs> you know, Steve, uh, I, I'd like to ask a, a very quick question, and that is, you know, I, I interviewed your father a few months back and just heard the legacy about what you guys have done, and it's passing down to even another generation. And uh, somewhere along the line, the idea of a Bible museum came along. And can you tell us a little bit about how that vision came about? Sure. It's actually not our idea. It was a group that wanted to put a Bible museum in Dallas and wanted to know if we would help them. And that led to us buying some artifacts that was intended for that uh, museum effort. And 
as, as the collection grew and a lot of opportunities presented themselves, and, and we, we were buying a lot of uh, opportunities from a single item to a 10,000-piece collection, uh, the family just felt like maybe we needed to make sure that this dream became a reality. Uh, we, we had the resources to get it started, and, and we, we were developing a collection, and so it kind of became our project and um, uh, has been an exciting journey. Ten years ago, I would imagine being on this journey, but we've been open a year now and had over a million visitors, and uh, it's just been an exciting venture for, for our family uh, to really highlight a book that's been instrumental in our family's lives. Well, it's a tremendous place, and uh, of course, the Culture Summit uh, is going to co-sponsor, uh, co-host it with the Museum of the Bible and World Changers Network, and so the, the attendees will get to go to the museum on Friday and Saturday. Uh, are there some things that in this, this journey over the last year that have, have come to you or just surprised you about the impact of the museum? Well, I think that... Uh we have an incredible story to tell, and this is a book that has impacted our world in a way that the average person really doesn't fully understand. I don't know that I fully understand uh, all the, the ways that this book has impacted our world. And, and so for, for the average person coming in, one of the common comments is that the museum exceeded their expectation. And I think part of it is because there's not a high expectation. There's some that, that uh, you know, the, the idea of a Bible museum doesn't excite them a whole lot, but but we have an incredible story to tell. We've engaged some of the leading design firms to help us tell that, uh, and we want people to to understand how that, whether they realize it or not, this book has impacted their life um, and in, in ways that they can imagine, and hopefully inspire them to engage with it. And um, you know, there's the, the average knowledge of uh, probably American. Uh, a person today is is much less than what it used to be because we don't teach it in our schools. And so there's a need for us to produce this book uh, to our culture, and, and that's what we are uh, hoping to do. It's so fantastic. Steve, I, here's my question for you. You and Hobby Lobby, your whole family, has really been given a voice, a loud voice in this country, really as a fighter for freedom and against the tyranny of government or government government potentially the tyranny i wouldn't say we have tyranny but we've had some issues how do you think the lord is going to use your voice next and the second part of the question is how are you using that voice to come why did you decide to use that voice to come alongside the culture shapers summit coming up in dc well i think that um if you were to ask me you know what what uh, we were going to be doing in the next 10 years 10 years ago i would have never guessed that i would be in the middle of building a Bible museum, and so uh, I've, I've been asked that before, what's next, and in my, uh, I guess the real honest answer is I have no idea what God's plan is next, but uh, we're, uh, again, it's been an exciting journey, and, and hopefully we will be able to uh, utilize the museum here to have uh, as much of an impact uh, on people's lives as they come here as we can, and there's a lot of opportunities uh, for us to, to fully that out, and so uh, obviously, the the uh, cultural summit is is one that it's important for us uh, to to have an influence on our culture for good. Uh, there are influences out there that don't have uh, our culture interests at heart, and and if those that uh, are interested in uh, good for our culture, we need to be sure that we're involved in making whatever influence it is that we have available to us and. And that's what the summit is, is encouraging, is for everybody in their areas, their fields, to 
uh, be the influence that God has called them to be, and uh, hopefully there'll be a uh, a way that we can, uh, you know, ultimately influence our culture for good, uh, for the good of the culture, for good of the people, because uh, that's that's what uh, uh, the, the summit is all about: is, is inspiring people for good. Oz, yeah, um, Steve. Um, it seems like in the last few years we've seen more and more. Uh, openness to collaboration among ministries and organizations. Are, are you seeing that same thing, and, and why, do you, why do you see that's important today? Yeah, I think that I've seen that in, in several areas. Uh, a couple examples, the museum in itself. Uh, we, we were bringing uh, Catholic and Jewish and Protestant uh, uh, faith traditions together. Uh, you know, we, we obviously, there are differences, but uh, it's a matter of saying, let, let's set our differences aside for a moment, and let's just uh, point uh, to a book that we all love and celebrate it and, and inspire others to engage with it. Uh, we have an exhibit in the museum as well that talks about uh, finalizing the translation of the uh, Bible into every language of the world. Uh, that's an incredible thought, and it, it doesn't happen without the Bible societies coming together to collaborate to figure out how can that be done. And they're able to say collectively what none of them are able to say independently, and that is that they are anticipating being able to get that job done. Uh, they have a target goal of the year 2033, and if they reach that, that's an incredible thing. Something that's never happened in the history of the world could happen in their lifetime, a book in every language of the world. But that doesn't happen without collaboration. So um, there, it's important because we can do more together than we can do independently, and in a lot of areas, uh, we're seeing a lot of people saying uh, and seeing the, the power of coming together and uh, all pushing in the same direction for uh, the greater good. Amen. You know, one of the things I love about um, museums is the fact that it can be a, a moving, you know, liquid place. And that display that you are talking about where you have the um, different uh translations that are already in existence, the ones that are being worked on, and the ones that have yet to be worked on. I have to say, Jim, that was one of my favorite rooms. We sat in there for quite a while because I just, I was just overwhelmed with the beauty of of what has been accomplished and what has yet to be accomplished, the overwhelmingness of that. But that has been an incredible example of collaboration for other people to watch. And as that continues, I think that it will really stand out as something in our um, in our time, our lifetime. Steve, last question for you before we run out of time in this segment. Really want to know, okay, so you're, you're a cultural influencer, and this Culture Shaper Summit coming up in March of 2019 is to bring together people to recognize their ability to influence culture. You're in a, you're in a fairly, I don't want to, I'm not doing this to put you on the spot, but you're in a fairly elite group, and then you, you're a, you run a privately run organization that's, in, that's got billions of dollars in market capitalization. But there's other people like you in Christianity around our country and around the world. How often do you get to have conversations with others to be able to encourage them to use their influence that they've been given by God to help bring about reformation in the part of the market that they impact? Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that that look at what uh, we've been able to do and and, uh, wish that they could do the same. And and, and, and quite frankly, most people aren't going to be able to have that opportunity. Um, but what what God does call us to do is just have the influence that He's given to us and influence our world, no matter how big or how small it is. Um, and as, as 
we are doing that, uh, influencing our culture for good, pointing people to solutions, to answers, uh, and, and we think those answers are found in the Bible, uh, then uh, we're doing the part God's called us to. And, and, and God doesn't use the same measuring rod that we do. He, he mentioned to the, the woman that put the two uh, coins in the, in the synagogue offering, said she gave more when the wealthy were giving of their wealth. He said she gave more because uh, he, he looks at the heart and he knows no matter how much or how little we are called to do, if we're just doing what we're called to do, he looks down and smiles on us. Amen. Well, we really appreciate Steve Green for you coming on I Work For Him today just to share a little bit about the Culture Shaper Summit and what's going on at the Museum of the Bible and with Hobby Lobby. We look forward to being face-to-face with you in March of 2019, the 28th through the 31st, as you guys host the Culture Shaper Summit there in D.C., along with Oz Hillman, Oz and Pamela Hillman and Anna and James Kramer. Uh, Oz Hillman, that was so much fun hearing from Steve, his heart. And the just hearing the excitement of how God has used him and the influence of his family because because of miraculous events they've used uh, God has used Hobby Lobby for His glory many times out there in the marketplace, hasn't He? Well, yeah, I think they're the poster child these days for what we're talking about in terms of you know manifesting God's presence in our work life and using our businesses to impact the world for Christ, and they've just been a wonderful example of that. You know, when you use the word manifesting God's presence, why don't you talk about what does that really mean? Because a lot of people are like, I don't know, what does that really mean? That's a little confusing <laughs> for some. Go ahead and talk about that. Well, I think it is when you get up in the morning, you say, Lord, I uh, commit my work life to you and that you would lead me and guide me and show me the way. You know, the Bible uh, talks about the relationship that each of us has with God as sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father. And, you know, the Bible's very clear that he guides us, to, and he tells us, trust in the Lord, lean not on your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all thy ways, and he shall direct your path. And so this isn't just a one-way street that we just go out and perform, but he actually wants us to experience his presence in the area of our calling. And uh, it's so important that we understand work is a spiritual calling, not just something we do to collect a check. Mm, that's such a great point. Um, so our listeners will not be surprised when I ask this question, because this is my personality. Tell us how the event is formatted. What's it going to look like for somebody who comes, participates in this event, the Cult- International Culture Shaper Summit? Yeah, we have uh, about nine keynote speakers, uh, seven of those focused on each of the cultural spheres, and then we have some other speakers that are leaders in the Seven Mountain Movement that will be speaking. And then after each of those, we have four 10-minute presentations from practitioners within each of the cultural spheres, and then we have Q&A after those sessions. So it allows us all to connect with each other around the concepts, hear what people are doing, how we might want to plug in with those people, how we can maybe start our own thing. And uh, then on Friday and Saturday afternoon, we'll come together and go over to the Museum of the Bible. Uh, We have buses that will take them over to the museum and spend two or three hours there. It takes a, a good three or four hours just to really uh, get uh, all that you want from that visit. It's six different 
different floors at the museum. It's a $1 billion project as the latest technology. You're going to, it's not a museum like a museum. <laughs> You're going to be surprised. And so then uh, our final day, we have all the major workplace ministries presenting on a panel. And uh, you'll be able to hear what God is doing in that arena and how you might want to plug into that. Mm. All right, and you, and you mentioned the Museum of the Bible, and there people get a chance a couple of different times to join it. And I, to go over and visit, you said four hours you could actually see things. Boy, I struggled after four hours. Like, yeah, wow, true. there's so much because there's so much reading to do. So much. I mean, and the artifacts are just so incredible. I was, I was most taken back by the pot that they found in David's hometown, King David's hometown that they had from from the time when he would have been around. Like that, I, that was just like wow. Now that's cool. Mm-hmm. That that could have been David's pot. You never know. But I, I just that Museum of the Bible visit, it, you, as you said it, Oz, that it's a museum unlike any museum we've ever been to. It really is, and I just want to um, just encourage people to check it out because of the fact that it is very interactive. Yes, there's reading, but there's visual, there's um, video, there's things that just wrap you in. You know, little blurbs, Jim, we sat in a little theater and saw all these little blurbs of different Bible movies that have been created over the years, and it just helps you to get a better perspective of its impact on our lives when we haven't even realized it. So that is a huge benefit of people coming to the International Culture Shapers Summit, Oz, and um, I hope people will take advantage of that and then come back again and again and again for years to come. All right. You can check it out online. Cultureshaperssummit.com. Cultureshaperssummit.com. Oz Hillman, as we, yes, sir. Yeah. I just want to remind everybody that we have a pre-registration discount for it that ends on February the 1st. They can actually save $300 off the normal registration. And we've already got 30% of our total goal in registration so we know it's going to sell out we can only handle 500 people and so if uh your listeners have any interest in going to it i'd encourage them to go on and register and at least save their their hotel uh room because we have an incredible hotel rate of 129 in washington dc that's unheard of especially during uh peach blossom season that's peach blossom week in about, washington dc <laughs> It's not peach blossoms. No, it's it's a cherry blossoms. Cherry blossoms. Cherry peach blossoms. blossoms. You're from Georgia. Uh, Georgia. From... It might be peach blossom in Georgia. But That's there right. There we go. You'll cherry blossoms. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want to mess people up and go. Wow, I came to see the peach trees. Okay, <laughs> but it is a great rate, so it's going to be a you great want me to weekend. That? Yeah, go ahead. Try that again, Oz. No, we're not going to re- we'll just repeat. Jim, it. Uh, the the event is held during Cherry Blossom Week in Washington D.C. and Excellent. we got a rate of a hundred and twenty. Uh, $9 for our hotel, and that's unheard of. Usually it's over $400 a night. So even if you're uh, thinking about going, I'd encourage your listeners to go on and register your uh, hotel, and uh, we'll have uh, only 500 uh, people we can handle for the event. We've already got 30% of that signed up. So I encourage your listeners to really take action to um, get that 30 at $300 discount on the pre-registration. Yeah, it's so huge. All right, so let's talk about A lot of times people go to events like this. They want to network with people. They want to connect with people. And I want to make sure that, that, I mean, if I go to this event, and I'm speaking on behalf of our listeners, am I going to get a chance to network? Am I going to get a chance to connect with other people in the room? We have a lot of opportunities for people to network. We've had, 
We've got uh, technology that's going to help you do that, not only the World Changer Network, but also we have a, an app that we've already created for the event that everybody can be on that app and know who else is on the app. We'll have uh, networking times in terms of the event itself. You'll be able to have Q&A times around a table. And uh, so there'll be plenty of opportunities to meet uh, key people in this whole area of culture influence. Oh, that's excellent. So you are there still some opportunities for people that want to come alongside in sponsorship for this event? We do have some sponsorship. We've had tremendous response to it. But if you're an organization that wants to get in front of CEOs and uh, entrepreneurs and influencers and also just help us underwrite the cost, yes, you can go to uh, our website at cultureshaperssummit.com and click on sponsorship. And uh, the details of that are there as well. All right, Oz, we've got a couple of minutes. Oh, Martha, did you have something else? We've got a couple of minutes left, Oz, in, in the show. And I want you just to speak to our listeners about why they should come, why they should consider being part of the Culture Shaper Summit in Washington, D.C., March the 28th through the 31st, 2019. Well, Jim, I think that as I listen to the news every day, I'm often just shocked at what I'm hearing. I'm seeing our nation move further and further away from the foundations that have made our nation great. And, you know, someone said, uh, a, a quote, I think it was, that all we have to do is for good men not to do anything, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we don't want to be guilty of that. We want to be people that really stand for Christ in our culture because we want our kids to have a country that they can be proud of and uh, they're not having to reclaim things that have been lost. And so we've been fortunate here in the last few years to actually reclaim some of those liberties that had been we had been losing. But this is only a window. And so we need to come together and realize that we each have a role to play uh, as part of the body of Christ to be cultural influencers and salt and light in our culture. It's so powerful. It really is. And so, you know, I just hope that our listeners have really heard the heart of what's going to happen, get encouraged to check out the website and look for themselves and um, see themselves, no matter whether they go or not, to see that every day you have the ability to influence those around you in the culture that you are a part of. So take that seriously and really make a difference for Christ. Cultureshaperssummit.com, cultureshaperssummit.com. Coming up here, March 2019, the 28th through the 31st in Washington, D.C. Check out the website because you can get right now, save $300 on registration and also lock in a hotel rate unheard of in Washington, D.C. It's amazing. Oz Hillman, thanks for being on I Work For Him today to tell us about the Culture Shaper Summit. Thank you, Jim, and thank you, Martha. It's so great to have you. It's so great. We're so grateful for your friendship and your mentorship. And we're so excited about the Culture Shaper Summit coming up March 2019. Check it out online, cultureshaperssummit.com. You've been listening to I Work Ram with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work work for him. him.